Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Well, hello, Delora. How are you? Hey, Ashley. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm, I'm officially back. I know last show I said I was back from vacation, but we recorded that pre-vacation. So now I'm officially, officially back in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> hey, transparency. But yeah, it, I had a nice vacation. It's good to be back on the mic with you, my friend, because this is our usual headlines and hot topics episode. And let's just say it has not been a dual one. Not at all. It's not. I complained so much last week. And speaking of the sausage, we recorded earlier in the week. And then when Wednesday came by, it was like, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got Kim K telling people to get off their butts and work. Okay. Before we get to all that, Delora, we had an article written about the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. We have to give a big, big thank you again to writer Ashley Moore of Dayton.com and Dayton Daily News, giving us some love and helping us to spread the word about recapping with Delora and Ashley. We so appreciate you guys. And if you guys have- Thank you, thank you. Not read the article, go to Dayton.com or feel free to go to our social at Recapping Podcast because the link is in the bio. Yes, and it's also in the bio of my- profile page as well so and mine as well super excited we never do we never do shout out our personal what's your personal ig (laughs) i have delora period s period dot (laughs) got it and mine is at a long life lived i know it's a mouthful but it makes sense. <laughs> so feel free to reach out to us or, you know, read that article and let's continue to gain some listeners, Delora. Yes, ma'am. Well, like we said, we have plenty to discuss today. So I guess we can go ahead and get into these quick headlines and hot topics. Our first quick headline, one of our favorite shows of the season, Abbott Elementary has been renewed for season two. This gives me so much joy. Like, it's about time because I knew it was a hit after maybe the third episode, I would say. I'm like, oh, I'm hooked. I am hooked. (laughs) It's so good. I loved the announcement that they did with the letter from the principal, which I know you you posted to our stories. If you guys haven't checked it out, it was really cute. But um, Quinta, 
has done some interviews since the announcement and an interview on today with Hoda and Jenna, which Miss Kelly Rowland was a guest host on that day. Uh, Quinta mentioned generations getting together to watch this show means everything to me. I'm happy to give something they can all enjoy together. And then on LeBron's show, The Shop, she said, I felt that we were making something good. Everyone felt that we were making a good thing. I think that's unique. I've been on other sets and shows and you go, this will be meh. You're going through the motions. I think audience members think we're super passionate about everything we do, and that would be a dream come true. But with my show, with Abbott Elementary, I got to feel my passion. And I just, I love Quinta. I think she's so adorable in every interview. So proud of her. I love the picture of her with LeBron. She was basically like, I cannot believe we're of the same species. (laughs) It is. It's like, how's the air up there? Because she's a shorty for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, Dora, this show is definitely a hit um, in the ratings. It's appointment television, um, taking people it's, back to broadcast, which I personally love. It's yeah. been rough these yeah. past three weeks. Okay. Without it. The show and... is on a month long hiatus. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But so, so proud of the cast and crew. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to get more episodes of Barbara and Jacob. Again, one of my favorite. I, I, I said this previously, but I've watched each and every episode multiple times. <laughs> I think my favorite episode at this point is Work Family because she reveals that she's only been with one person and that library scene takes me out every time. So, and of course the handshake, we've talked about this before too. Mm-hmm. But. Yes. Um, they're going to be back on March 22nd to continue season one. It'll be a total of 13 episodes. So they'll be back to episode 10. So there's more to enjoy guys. But again, if you haven't checked out Abbott Elementary, what are you waiting for? It's a phenomenal show. All right, Delora, our next quick headline. One that was shocking to me personally as a lover of Braxton Family Values Rest in peace to Tracy Braxton. Mm -hmm. She died at the age of 50 following a battle with esophageal cancer and had been battling it privately for about a year, um, Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to, you know, the fans and the general public. Um, I've seen, you know, statements come out since from her mother, from Tawanda, from uh, Tony, from, you know, all the sisters and family Mm -hmm. members, basically, and you know, I know they are strong in their faith and that they're really, you know, putting out really positive messages, but, you know, it's definitely always heartbreaking and again, shocking because I just had no idea that Tracy was battling this. So um, what were your thoughts when you first heard the news? Complete shock. And sure enough, it was the first news I got on Saturday. So it's just so sad, so sad. And that family is so close. So I cannot imagine what, you know, how they're feeling. So I'm definitely praying for the Braxton family and friends. So sad. What, what did you think, Ashley? Yeah, same. I saw the news and I was in shock. I was a huge watcher of Braxton family values. And I definitely know how close they all are. Um, My thoughts were immediately with her husband, with her son, um, as well as, you know, obviously the sisters and their mom. Um, And I just, you know, really hope that they're able to find peace and, and comfort during this time. I mean, it's always hard to lose family and, you know, this, this is no exception. So I'm just wishing them the best. And they're definitely in my thoughts and prayers. All right, Delora, our next quick headline, Nick Cannon 
his talk show has gotten the axe. Um, I'm not sure if this is really that surprising for folks who kind of had paid attention to this show. Um, I've watched it maybe a handful of times, Dora. I'm not sure how many times you may have checked out his talk show, but talk shows are a hard space to succeed in. So, you know, yes. he basically just said, this isn't the last show. We have a month of shows is going to be going on. This has been a blessing and dream come true. Thank you for letting me come into your homes. I always have something coming. So the show is actually scheduled to end um, in May. Was this a surprise for you? No, it wasn't. Like you, I've checked out the show multiple times. And I feel like it wasn't able to find its rhythm Granted, yes, I know this was the freshman year of the show, but I feel like the only way he was able to make headlines was about his personal life. And I don't yeah. think that's sustainable. You know, I'm saddened because I know people have lost their jobs, right? So I pray those people are able to find work very, very soon. But Nick will be okay. He, he always has his hand in something. I have no doubt that he is going to continue to have many, many jobs. <laughs> so I agree with you on You're that like, front. Many, many. <laughs> many, many, many jobs. He, he stays with a check. So I have no doubt either. Um, let's move on to our final quick headline, which is uh, Dolly Parton has decided to withdraw herself from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination. Um this year's nominees um, are 17 that were announced last month, um, including A Tribe Called Quest, Beck, Eminem, Lionel Richie, Dionne Warwick, just to name a few. And Dolly basically put out a statement saying, even though I'm extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. I really do not want votes to be split because of me. So I must respectfully bow out. She said, I do hope that um, they will understand and be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy. So what did you think of Dolly Parton essentially saying, you know, kind of thanks, but no thanks on her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination this year? I was really surprised because as we all know, the artists inducted into this Hall of Fame aren't necessarily strictly rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Music over the years have definitely has its blurred lines <laughs> uh, anybody get what I just did there anyway um so why not country right a little bit of country a little bit of rock and roll but I don't blame Dolly Dolly is so amazing as you know we've said before on this podcast and if she feels like she wants to bow out to you know give votes to other acts then so be it I can't believe she doesn't think she's worthy but again she has been solely country and I'm rooting for Dion Warwick this season <laughs> I know last year the big inductees were LL Cool J and Jay-Z so I'm rooting for Dion and Lionel and maybe Eminem Maybe Eminem. It, it just depends because I'm excited about a Tribe Called Quest as well. So, you know, what about you? I was definitely surprised. To your point, it never ceases to amaze me when people who from the outside looking in have reached such a pinnacle of success and yet they still have such humility and they're still so mm -hmm. 
cognizant of thinking that there's certain things that are still beyond them. Because to your mm. point, it's not just rock and rollers who get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame, obviously. But she's like, listen, I've never put out a rock and roll album. This has inspired me to put out a great one uh, sometime in the future. My husband's a rock and roll freak, X, Y, Z. But it's like, but you're Dolly freaking Parton. Like you are a living legend. Her songs are sang by non-country singers. Like I feel like she's crossed those necessary bridges. <laughs> she know? just said recently she would love for Beyonce to do Jolene. And she thinks she would make it as big of a hit as Whitney with I Will Always Love You. I will say I'm a little bit conflicted in that. Dolly is such a genuine, sweet, humble woman. However, I kind of also think that's a money situation too. So I, I a thousand percent agree on that. That was my reaction. <laughs> I don't think Beyonce is going to ever do it. Whitney singing that version put her over the top and she has credit Whitney every step of the way, literally. So she also gave money back uh, with the success that I will yes. always love you had, which yes. I again appreciate. This is why we love her. Yes, this is why we but love no, Dolly. that was literally my reaction. A friend sent me the the interview with her saying that I said Dolly trying to get that bag. Like that's what that's about. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. No, whatsoever. But well, Beyonce's not going to be begging the, uh, for another woman to leave her man alone, though. So. <laughs> That's where well, my mind was also. It, like, you it's know, not going to happen. It, it depends on what phase Beyonce is in of what type of music she's putting. I feel like it could fit mm-hmm. into the arsenal of something. That's not even, but it goes back to your point of she's crossed genres. She's even, I'm sure, collaborated with different people that, you yes. know, will make sense for her to say that she still feels like she deserves this honor. But it's also interesting because remember in the Janet Jackson documentary, Janet said when she got inducted, this is how I know I made it, right? This is how I know that I have reached the pinnacle. I think that the Dolly really removing herself is just, again, such a huge monumental moment to remember that no matter what level of success you may reach to, you should still keep your, stay humble, I guess is the best way to put it. That's the, that's the messaging I got from that. It's like, stay humble because who would ever think that you would turn down an opportunity like that? Never. So never. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to say she's no Kanye. I don't even think that they're living in the same universe. I don't think he's living in the same universe as anybody at this point. So yeah. All right, Delora, let's move on to our hot topics. Okay. We got to go back to what you mentioned at the very top of the show, and that is that Kim Kardashian business advice that has received such criticism. Kim Kardashian decided to basically, you know, say what she thinks is great business advice for women in an interview that the some of the family, I think it was Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Chris did for Variety, said get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Now, I'm sure most of the people listening to this, if you get into pop culture, you've actually gone and watched her say the quote, because you need to watch her say it with her whole chest to fully get (laughs) the tone and the way that she said it and the fact that Courtney kind of co-signed in the background. That's so true to fully feel the energy of the moment. And Delora, give me your thoughts when you heard this piece of business advice for women from Kim Kardashian. 
you mentioned that she said it with her whole chest. Like she talked over, I think, Chloe to give this advice. There's multiple things going through my mind, right? Because part of me can take that advice and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's, you know, show up every day, do your best, what have you. The other part of me is thinking, this is very rich coming from a person who lived in Beverly Hills (laughs) (laughs) and now Calabasas her whole life. Very rich advice, you know, because you're working hard and the working class, you know, person working hard, they're very two different things, you know, you getting up, taking pictures and getting your makeup done, let's say 12 hours a day, I'm sure is exhausting, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it does not compare to a person who has to take two to three buses to get to work, physical labor all day to take two to three buses to go back home. The equivalency is just not there. I will also say this about Kim. Kim is in her 40s. She is going through a divorce. She's in her, I don't give a fuck phase of life. You know what I mean? And so she thought she was going to be, you know, a boss boss bitch, Mm -hmm. right? Giving her own advice. And it just backfired in a major, major way. I think it was disappointing to me too, because I feel like Kim has grown so much since the early days of keeping up with Kardashians. I feel like she had been so much wiser in the things that she does the public platform she takes about things and her words so I feel Mm -hmm. like this was such a step back to your point it could be because everything she's going through especially on the personal side that she feels like she's coming to into her own and wants to make this grandiose statement but sis Mm -hmm. you sound ridiculous like this is the first time I've thought in a long time like yo shut the fuck up what are you talking about? What frame of reference are you speaking to? You don't have any idea of what people who work jobs that are not in the upper echelon of the 1% are out here doing with their yeah. lives, unless they are directly probably employed by you. And from some of the stuff I saw on social media, y'all don't compensate y'all people well. They sure don't. And they were singing like canaries on Twitter. So I was disappointed because as our listeners know, I've been going hard about the stuff that's been going on on the personal side with her and her life. And so for you to come out and say something like this again, I know you're human. I'm sure this is you from whatever point again of reference you're going from, but you sound ridiculous. And in my opinion, she should apologize for this comment. That's in my personal opinion. Like, I think she should say what I said was tone deaf and I apologize to people that I may have offended, especially with everything that's gone on with people over the last couple of years. And the fact that people have gone through so much with the pandemic, gone through so much with employment, like you just sound fucking ridiculous. I was just in Jamaica talking to a young lady who has to work at a resort and lives three hours away and has to take three modes of transportation just to get the fuck home. Wow. Yeah. And does Kim have a work ethic? Sure. I'm I'm sure compared to her rich friend, she does, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they always like to talk about how hard they work. Nobody's denying that there has to be a hustle mentality for you guys to have gotten to where you've gotten. Nobody has ever denied that. But again, you have never been in the position of life that 95% of people are in. 
So it's so just true. not something you need to speak to. And from what I've heard, Chloe's statement was great and could have it stood on its own by itself. You didn't even need to make this comment, Kim. Know when you're wrong, sis. Know when you're wrong. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm surprised you you want her to apologize. I, I do don't see that happening, but yeah, I don't see it happening, but I think she should. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a one-off statement on their upcoming Hulu series of like, yeah, that probably wasn't, uh, you know, a very smart or wise thing for me to say X, Y, or Z. Like, because I do think that you've offended people. Plenty of other people issue apologies when they offend people. Especially the people who buy their products. Exactly. All those people you tell them, get off your fucking ass. You talking about the little TikTok friends you got who all they do is make videos? <laughs> they work just as hard as y'all. Addison Ray. Or the friends who are just married to wealthy men, you know, (laughs) such as your mama. But anyway, that was back in the day. Anyway, I say all that to say, I guess Jamila Jamil said it the best when she said, um, if if you grew up in Beverly Hills with super successful parents and what was simply a smaller mansion, nobody needs to hear your thoughts on success work ethic. She said simply a smaller man. Simply this same 24 hours in the day shit is a nightmare. 99.9% of the world grew up with a very different 24 hours. Disappointing. Like I said, super disappointing. But I digress. That's just my that's just my hot take for today on that one, Delora. Let's move on to the Critics Choice Awards, girl. Happened over the weekend. Did you watch these awards? I did not. How happened? It was on like the CW and I think mm-hmm. one other network. Like I did, I definitely didn't catch it because I wasn't even here. But regardless, Carla, I, it's not one that I Carla catch. was there. Shout out to Carla Renata. I did see some posts she did about it for sure. But it was a winner's list that we can discuss as we have been with all of our award shows. So let's take a look. This was hosted by Tay Diggs and Nicole Byer. It was also TBS, Laura, with CW and TBS. Let's get into our big film category winners. Best picture was The Power of the Dog. Best actor, Will Smith, King Richard. Best actress, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Again, given the impression that Jessica Chastain may be a front runner for that Oscar. She said that role messed up her eyes wearing all that black eyeliner. So hopefully it'll be worth it. (laughs) Absolutely. Best supporting actor, Troy Kotsur for Coda. Well-deserved. Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. She twirled her ass off in that movie. <laughs> that movie was very long and rough, but she was definitely a, a bright spot. I still need to watch it, but do yeah, you? she's been sweeping. Do you? I do. I do, because, you know, I'm going to eventually, just not today. Uh, best Acting Ensemble, Belfast. Best Director, Jane Champion for The Power of the Dog, which I'm going to get back to in just a minute. Best Original Screenplay, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Best Adapted Screenplay, Jane Champion, Power of the Dog. Best Production Design, because we're going to talk about production design. Uh, Patrice Vermette and Zuzana Suppose for Doom. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. And, oh, interesting. Best Animated Feature did not go to Encanto. It went to the, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, that makes sense. Critics' Choice. That was a crazy ride. That was on our our playlist for a while. In the television categories, best drama series Succession on HBO, best comedy series Ted Lasso for Apple TV, best limited series Mayor of Easttown HBO, 
Best Actor in a Drama Series, Lee Jong-jae for Squid Game. Best Actress in a Drama Series, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets. Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, Karen Culkin for Succession. Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Sarah Snook for Succession. Jason Sudeikis won Best Actor in a Comedy Series for Ted Lasso. And Jean Smart, Best Actress in a Comedy Series for Hacks. I think that's about it. I don't think we need to keep going down the full list. Guys, if you want to see it, it is out there. I'm currently looking at Variety.com. Did you see any fashion that you enjoy from this award show? That's a great question. It would have to be... I don't know if it's my favorite, but I'm going to bring up Lady Gaga because she was at two red carpets in like the same freaking night. <laughs> she was she like, had, st- she had those boobies out from what I can recall. She did. I wasn't in love with it, but I just thought it's worth mentioning considering these were whole looks. There was nothing, <laughs> you know, shabby about it. I, I believe she went to the BAFTAs and the Critics' Choice and yeah. You know, Will Smith looked good. I'm I'm just so proud of him. I feel like he's a family member. The same way <laughs> the same way I always say that Sterling K. Brown is like my cousin. I don't know what Will Smith is to me because I used to love him in a non-familial way, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so proud of him. Like <laughs> it's weird because as we transition, it's the same way I feel about Obama. Like I have such respect for you, almost like a father figure, but at the same time I find you attractive. So it's just this weird it's this weird feeling and that's probably the same way Will Smith is now. It's like, are you like, are you like my, my uncle or are you like, <laughs> you like, you know, potential deity? You know what I'm saying? Bay. Okay. Like, Y'all say, I'm not saying like daddy. I'm saying deity. So. <laughs> daddy. That's another way of saying Daddy. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about something about Hollywood. And there was a young actress who, you know, is on the rise. And I was like, she can't even get with Brad Pitt, even though he's in his 50s. He's still freaking Brad Pitt. Like, nobody's going to begrudge her <laughs> for dating him. So Will Smith is in that category, where it's like, is, is Will Smith, you know? <laughs> he still is Will Smith. Absolutely. Let's talk about Jane Champion real quick. Speaking of apologies, when I was mentioning Kim K should make one for her tone deaf comments, Jane Champion had to apologize because girl, she decided to put her whole foot in her mouth when she was accepting uh, an award for power of the dog. She decided to throw Venus and Serena in there. She said in her apology, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary Black women and world-class athletes. Again, this comes on the heels of her being heavily criticized um, after her speech that she made when she basically said, Venus and Serena, you're such marvels. However, you don't play against the guys like I have to. Fans kind of noticed the look on Venus's face looking kind of perplexed. Serena was applauding, but you don't know if that was just her applauding in the moment or her like, you know, feel some type of way as well. But what did you think when you heard this and then her subsequent apology afterwards? I'm looking on Twitter. Jody, we know her from Queen and Slim, also married to Dawson's Creek Bay. <laughs> she, put this in a, she put this in a tweet. Jane taking time out of her best director speech 
to tell two black women that she is more oppressed than them <laughs> is peak white feminism. Mm. It was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. It wasn't even remotely funny. Like she must have been drinking or something. Possibly. That possibly. That's the only thing I can figure in that moment. This right here, I wonder if it can mess up her chances of winning that Oscar. Because this was just, I don't think it will. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's distasteful. And we were just applauding her last week for standing up uh, to, what was that, jo- uh, Simon Elliott, I believe? Sam Elliott. Sam El- Elliott. Um, because he was upset that <laughs> her question was shot overseas and not in America, and that there was allusions to homosexuality. And she was like, you're an actor, not a cowboy. Get over it, right? And so we were all applauding her for that. Man, that was, she She flew too close to the sun. After. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad that she issued an apology. I'm sure Serena and Venus have moved on past this quicker than um, everybody else because they are Venus and Serena Williams. And, you know, I'm sure they don't give two shits. And, but and, they, and if they did, they would never show it. I think that's why Serena probably was clapping. You know what I mean? Like Serena's the type that she's so such a fierce. But it could also be that Nancy Pelosi clap behind Trump that like. <laughs> Good for you, sis. If you yes. felt the need to say this in this moment, good for you. You're tripping. But this is what we loved about King Richard and what we know about their real life. Their dad prepared them not only physically to be great, but mentally to be great. And Serena's the type of competitor that will literally laugh in your face and just rip you into shreds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I knowing her, she probably was like, girl, bye. Exactly. <laughs> you know who I am. Like, if you need this moment, come see me on the court. You could never handle the what it takes to be at the level that I'm at. You could never handle and, it. And what she said also clear, wasn't true. I was just about to say, and to be clear, they have competed against yes. men and won. Yes. She has one. And she said that in her apology, again, she did reiterate that what she said was not only ridiculous, but that it was wrong. So again, I appreciate the apology, Kim. You take some notes. I'm just saying that, (laughs) you know, it was just one of those ridiculous moments that you just have to look at and be like, why, Jane? Why? 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 But, you know, we all make mistakes. Let's move on to our final hot topic of the day. This is one that we have not given much airtime and breath on the pod, but I guess the time has come. Jesse Smollett, you know, do we, do we, we do do. really, we, we should, we should talk about it just a little bit. And it is, it is noted, um, that since, you know, kind of like an hour before we started recording, um, there have been some updates. So let me start with the fact that Jesse Smollett was sentenced last week to 30 months felony probation, including 150 days in jail for lying to police about an alleged hate crime in 2019. Since about an hour ago, it was revealed that an appeals court ordered that he be released from jail pending the appeal of his conviction. 
right? So I saw on TMZ that his brother was supposedly saying he was in like a psych ward and that he needed to be released and all this and that. People worried about his safety, all these various things. When he got sentenced, he said, I'm not suicidal. If something happens to me in here, I just want y'all to know I'm not suicidal. All this and that, Delora. And I saw on social that celebrities like Taraji P. Henson and even Tina Lawson have spoken out and said that they feel like this punishment did not fit the crime. Why was he given 150 days? Yada, yada, yada. Whether or not we feel like Jesse Smollett did this or didn't do this, because I have to be honest, this is one of those stories that just got so absurd that I just kind of stopped paying attention. But did you feel like when this verdict came down that it was too harsh for the crimes that he's alleged to now have committed. Ooh, Ashley, I'll start from here. Okay. One thing he is, he is committed. <laughs> <laughs> he is committed Girl. to his story, to whatever narrative <laughs> trying to control. He is an actor. Okay. Girl. Okay. And is he guilty? Yeah. (laughs) Does the punishment fit the crime though? No, probably not. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they were making him an example because he is an actor. Okay. Because he has made this situation so, so big. You know what I mean? Like, Robin Roberts sat down with him, okay? And again, the commitment in that interview. And she was like, I can't believe I sat through this shit. (laughs) This is why we haven't talked about this before. (laughs) We can't even make it through. Again, this story is so absurd, like Jesse. At this point, I don't think there's any going back. I don't think this man is ever going to recant unless it's like 50 years down the line. And he's like, listen, I just got to get this off my chest. His family is right there with him. And that's what's hard for me because I love, we love Journey. We We love Journey. And so like, I'm glad she's like in the background because I don't want this to bleed into her career. It really makes me so nervous because she's so talented. And I have had those thoughts. I was like, please, please. I know you probably believe your brother, but. Again, going back to the Janet doc. Her standing yes. by Michael, her her career. Janet was getting strays out here. She would have been the face of Coca-Cola. Can you imagine what that commercial would have been like? Girl, them Pepsi <laughs> and Coke commercials used to be everything back in the day. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. They still got some good ones, though. But yeah, yeah. It, uh, I say all that to say this whole thing. I know that it's not a joke that this man's life is obviously irreparably damaged from this whole situation but I do think that is his own doing I don't think that this was a true story I still don't understand why he made this up I don't understand the origins behind and the thought process behind it but to your point I absolutely do not think that he deserves 150 days in jail I know Van was talking about it on higher learning about the fact that some of the capital rioters got less sentences I was even you know what my immediate thought was Operation Varsity Blues those parents (gasps) who was involved in that whole scandal they did not get that long girl girl and to me yes he wasted resources but he also has the fines to go with it so actual jail time I don't know is it annoying that he still pleads his innocence 
Yeah, and that's probably why he's being made this example <laughs> because he should have just, he was about to get off and then he made that statement uh, to the press and then a Chicago police was like, oh no, we're going to go further and this is what this trial was all about and which, you know, resulted in this, this jail time and everything. But I just, it, it's definitely a fine or several fines and house arrests. But jail time in COVID, no, no, I'm not seeing it. And especially, again, in a case where there was no physical harm done to anyone, no one was was injured, killed, anything. There's plenty of people who do atrocious things, who never spend a day in prison, right? Kill, murder, rape, all these horrible things. So, no, I'm not on the same page with, with them with this either. But... I guess we'll see. We'll continue to see what happens with this case. Again, maybe in 50 years, Jesse will finally tell us where what where all this stemmed from. And that subway that was open at two or three o'clock in the morning. Where is this subway? Because I've never seen a subway open past like 10. But Girl, <laughs> that's just me. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like drugs are involved or something. It could be. Maybe he was out of his mind. You know, it's one of those just like a snowball effect. I think I just talked about this. I think he told something he thought was going to be small and it just snowballed. And then you reach the point of it. If I do tell the truth, not only is the public never going to look at me the same, my family and friends are never going to look at me the same. And that may be the harder thing for him to move to, to, to tell and to tell the truth is to his family and friends who have stuck by his side. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But Delora, that's all we have today for our quick headlines and hot topics. What are we recapping for the people for next week? We are recapping Coda, the movie industry darling, this award season. I'm super excited. It's now available on Apple Plus. So if you haven't seen it, please watch it and we'll talk about it next week. Looking forward to it, guys. Until then, Delora. Bye.